This is Rabbi Walters with a summary of Rambam's Laws of the Fundamentals of the Torah, Chapter 3. So in the first four prakim, he's discussing what he calls Maisa Markava and Maisa Bereshis, the understanding God and the soul and the angels, he calls Maisa Markava, and understanding the physical world, like the physical sciences, he calls that Maisa Bereshis, and he's explaining how Understanding these are fundamental to developing a love and fear of God because by seeing his greatness and the wonders of creation, that causes us to love him and fear him and, and things like that. So in this parak, he's starting to explain Maisa Baratius, the works of creation, and he focuses mainly on astronomy or cosmology, the workings of the heavens. And so here he explains that the world has these things that they galgalum, they translate a lot of times as spheres, um, maybe as orbits. It's a little bit difficult to pinpoint exactly what some of the, these things are because he's using the terminology that was current in those days of like Aristotelian sciences. And there's different ways you could translate that into modern science. And there's some letters of the Rebbe about that. But he describes that the heavens are called these galgalim, they're called shemaim, the heavens. And basically, this is the orbits of the different planets and stars, or maybe the actual just fabric of space-time itself, what space is made out of. We divide this into nine general realms, or nine orbits, or nine heavens, but like Rambam explains in Maranavuchim, that is really like an arbitrary number that's used for different reasons, there's significance to those numbers, but like he explains also here, that really each of those are subdivided kind of infinitely in like the skins of an onion into many, many subdivisions. So he describes that in general, there are nine of these layers or spheres, one for the sun, the moon, and the planets. Then there's one for the stars. And then there's the outer one, which just represents the entire universe and what we think of as the rotation of the earth or the sky moving every single day. In the realms way of looking at it, the, the known planets are just Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, and Saturn. And then we count the sun and the moon. And so that's, so we don't count the Earth. There's the seven like planets, the sun, the moon, and five planets of the solar system, which correspond to the days of the week also. Then there's the eighth one for all of the stars. And then the ninth one be beyond that. He explains that each of these have many subdivisions in between them that this space, the material, so to speak, that space is made out of, is not physical in the same sense as the material that we're used to. It doesn't have any mass, it doesn't have weight, it doesn't have color, it doesn't have taste or smell, and because it's perfectly clear, that's why we can see the stars that are very far away. Um, it looks blue to us just because of an optical illusion from the, the gas, but it's not actually, space itself doesn't have any color, it's actually perfectly clear. He describes it from our position, from our point of view, where we're in the center and everything is orbiting around us. He describes all the planets as going in a perfect circle, but then some of those circles also orbit in a smaller circle. That's the equivalent way of saying that they're going in an ellipse, kind of like an oval shape. But the way that they describe it, and this is from a physical perspective, like gravity always pulls things in a you know, kind of in a perfect circle, and but you can have kind of these multiple circles around the circles, if you think of just like these circular gravitational wells around things or something like that. He says that 
some of these go around the Earth, some of them don't go around the Earth. There are these like little epicycles that the planets, as they're going around Earth, they also go around these smaller circles to describe their orbit. And so he says there are 18 that go around us and 8 that don't, and that's just the ones that are necessary to describe the planets in our solar system and the sun and moon. But then all the stars have their own little tiny ones and things like that. So this whole subject of understanding all of this is, he says, the science of astronomy. And from that, you can figure out if you take careful measurements of where everything is and how big they are and how fast they're moving and the way they're moving. The ninth sphere, which is basically describing our orientation in the universe, so that doesn't have any stars in it. But in the time of the flood, they selected certain stars, which we know as the constellations, based on, and they gave them names based on their shapes, and they used those to mark the different positions. So it's kind of creating a coordinate system to say where things are and where we are facing in the sky. However, those shapes have shifted a little bit. It moves very slowly, and so it has shifted since then. Then the Raman describes relative size of the planets, the moon, the sun, and everything. He says the sun is the largest object in our solar system, and the planet Mercury is the smallest. Then he describes something that's maybe the most difficult to understand, is that he says describes the stars as having a soul and knowing God similar to the angels. And, you know, elsewhere it explains that the stars, there's two parts of it. What we think of today as like the star of the planet, that's the physical matter of it, which is made of the same matter as things on Earth. But it seems like he's describing something about the fabric, the space-time itself, that has some kind of a connection to the laws of nature and, and being like a source that's influencing and guiding everything similar to the angels, which elsewhere the Rebbe explains and Rabbam explains uh, that a lot of time in this context and many contexts, angels represent the forces or the laws of creation or nature. And so like gravity would be an angel. Then he, he ends off by describing how physical matter that we know is different than the matter of space. And that is made of the four elements fire, air, water, and earth. The Rebbe says that you could understand these as being the four forms of matter, uh, plasma, gas, liquid, and solid. And so these, this kind of matter, he says, doesn't have a soul. They just have a certain characteristic, and they can't change it, and they're just always behaving in a static way. And I think the idea is that the there are certain things that are thought of as being kind of just deterministic, that they have certain laws that are controlling exactly how they're going to behave. But then there's, as you kind of zoom out, so like the stars or the space-time maybe has these properties that are allow for more kind of randomness, maybe this idea of like that it's more of a wave and there's more of this quantum realm to it. But, you know, it's, a, it's hard to speculate exactly how to translate Ramam's understanding to our modern times. But in general, understanding all of these things of how God creates the world and how it works like perfect clockwork is a way to appreciate how God creates everything with such perfection and, and such order. And that helps us recognize that there's also this kind of order and plan for everything, including us. And that's one aspect of Ashkach Pratis, like the rabbi describes. You could go into a factory and everything is completely perfectly automated. And then there's one room that you don't understand exactly what's going on there. You would still say there must be some plan and some thing there because you see how everything is perfectly laid out and perfectly planned. And so that's the idea of looking at creation and understanding how uh, God runs everything and all the, the laws of creation are so fine-tuned and work in such precision helps us 
have that belief and, and trust in God and also realize that there are certain laws and things that we need to apply to ourselves, which is the idea of the Torah. And so that is the takeaway of today's parak.